Okay, I had this question during one of my coaching sessions for my Mompreneurs International Tribe. I was asking them what their challenges were for that week. Most of them were saying it's time management. So I asked further, what about time management? Because we've been talking about time management for quite a while now. And then they said that it's that guilt feeling whenever they're working But then, they also feel guilty because they feel like they should be there for their kids instead of them working. Like it should be them taking care of their kids instead of someone else. Have you also felt that? Yes? Oh mama, me too. I did. I got over it somehow through the years of mompreneuring, especially after having my second born and also after interviewing so many mompreneurs on this particular dilemma. So mamas, this episode, I will be sharing with you how to overcome mom guilt when you're a stay-at-home mompreneur or a work-from-home mom. You want to be productive, but you also feel that mom guilt that we all know about. See you inside, mamas! Hi mamas, welcome to the Mompreneur Made Fulfilled podcast where you will learn how to build a thriving business alongside a God-centered marriage and motherhood. I'm Dr. Chad Pacaltos, child of God, wife and awesome surgeon, mom to two boys, pediatrician turned full-time mom turned mompreneur. I believe that God placed where you are for a reason. And if that is being a mom, then bless you, you have a big purpose. But what if you're a mom yet you also hold dreams in your heart, say building a business perhaps? Yes, God placed those dreams in your heart too. In this podcast, you will be empowered and be equipped with business skills, mindset shifts, and faith stories to help you grow your business while being intentional in marriage and motherhood. So if you're ready to truly have a faith-filled and fulfilled mompreneur life, then grab a cup of coffee or tea or just prop your feet up for a while and, uh-oh, here's my little boy, Kael. Hello, I'm Kael. I help my mom to get inspired, chase big dreams, and something's near. Listen to mommy's podcast and enjoy the show. (laughs) What he said. There you go. Let's dive in. Mom guilt. That anxious feeling, thinking about what's going to happen to our kids. Are they properly taken care of? Are they having fun? Are they happy? Will they get hurt? Or maybe they will no longer love us or maybe they won't be as close to us or as bonded to us because we left them with someone else even if just a few hours because we need to work or we need to do something, a business, a project perhaps. Felt that? I have so many stories on this but This one particular story I vividly remember because it really caused me injury because I felt so guilty and anxious and all of that. So this story that one night I had to be away because I arranged a team dinner. It was my team actually and we needed to meet because it was the week before all of us were running for a big business promotion. My son was still over a year old at that time and he was still exclusively breastfeeding. So really, I can only be away for a few hours. So while I was away, I was so agitated and anxious the whole time. I felt so guilty, like I should be there and not 
in the team dinner. But at the back of my mind, I was also thinking that I needed to do this for the whole team. And so I stayed there, but I kept on looking at my phone, checking if my husband, who was the one watching over our son at that time, was calling me to see if my son was asking for me or was hurt or, or something. Well, they didn't call, of course, but towards the end of our dinner meeting, my husband was already calling me, asking if I was almost done because my son was already crying and was looking for me. All the mom guilt that I have, the anxiety that I was feeling, I cut off the dinner, I immediately got up, said goodbye to everyone, and rushed outside bringing two bags full of products, the products that I'm selling, and I saw a taxi. I didn't have a car yet at that time, so I saw a taxi just outside the restaurant, and I rushed to hail that taxi, but then what I didn't see, because it was dark, the parking lot was dark, what I didn't see was the gutter in the parking lot. So while I was running, I tripped and fell to the ground. My product spread all over the street. But I also heard that cracking sound. And that cracking sound was already, yes, you guessed it, Mama, my bone. It was so painful. I couldn't stand up. The guard nearby helped me up. But it was really too painful, so my team had to carry me and bring me to the house because it was that painful. So yes, I got a fracture. A fracture all because of this intense guilt and that intense anxiety that I had because I was away for a few hours from my son. That fracture cost me three months of being in a cast and crutches and wheelchair. Such a high price with pay for our mom guilt mamas <laughs> do you have stories like this too do share with me i really want to hear about it <laughs> so you see mamas our mom guilt could be really dangerous not just to our physical health like what happened to me but more so our mental health it's a constant battle in our heads are we doing enough are we trying as hard should we stay at home with them 24-7? Should we work or not? It's a constant battle in our head. And this is the reason why I would like to share some light to you, dear mama. So if you suffer from a case of mom guilt, I pray that this episode will bring you encouragement and empowerment. So the story, I mean, it was always like that. You know, I, whenever I was away, I always felt guilty. I was always so anxious. But what helped me ease somehow, because over the years of mompreneuring, guilt feeling became lesser and lesser. Okay, what helped me ease somehow on that mom guilt was mostly it was really when I had my second born. Somehow, maybe I finally understood why. I needed to do this and then why I needed to do that. And it also helped because there was already that familiarity, that feeling or that knowing that I've already done this. I've been in this particular situation before like that. It also helped a lot that over the years of mompreneuring, especially with the live talks that I do or the, the workshops and the summits that I do, I have interviewed a lot of mompreneurs stay-at-home mompreneurs, work-from-home moms, and this was one of my questions for them. And you know what? All of them answered that they also experienced it. So we're not alone, mamas. They also feel it too. And what I've learned from them, it has truly helped me 
change my perspective, and somehow go easy on my mom guilt. Also, I'd like to believe that my faith has helped a lot too. It truly changed my perspective as well. I'm going to be sharing with you three thoughts. And later on, I will be sharing with you also on some tips on how to overcome that. Right? The first thought that I'm going to be sharing with you is that the root cause of our mom guilt. What is exactly making us feel guilty? Being a mom for our kids. And what I have found out is that our mom guilt is usually rooted to two things. And that is lack of connection and fear. The example I shared with you earlier on was rooted in both, but it was more on fear. With my firstborn, I was such a helicopter parent. I didn't want him to get hurt at all. I was always there. Even when he was in school, I waited outside his school because I was so scared that something might happen to him in school and I had to be there just in case. I was so fearful to the point that he actually has delayed motor skills development. I remember he was five or six years old, maybe five, and they were already playing soccer in their school. And so they had soccer, they were playing, and then his teachers were telling me that Kael at five still doesn't know how to properly run. And I'm not proud about it, but it was my fault because I didn't want him to run around, to move around. I just wanted him to stay in one place because I didn't want him to get hurt. I was that kind of helicopter parent. And until now, he's too afraid and he is scared of a lot of things. Still my fault. Now with my second born, I'm kind of more lax, more confident, more trusting no longer a helicopter parent, probably because I've learned my lesson with my firstborn and also because of familiarity, that knowing that I've been in this situation before, I've done this before, something like that. Another thing that really helped me overcome my fear was really my faith, believing that I have no control in whatever is going to happen to my kids and trusting in God fully. I know it's easier said than done. I want to share with you my aha moment and I will always remember this particular aha moment for me. It was during one of our victory group, small group sessions, and we were asked what was our greatest fear being a mom. So I shared to them that one of my greatest fear as a mom is bullying and my kids will be bullied because my kids are small. (laughs) So I'm so scared of that. And that's also the reason I didn't want my son to go to a bigger school. And also one of the reasons that I wanted to wait outside of school, you know, just in case something might happen. But my discipler and the elders in our group, those who have four or five kids and their kids are already adults or teenagers, they shared with me that really changed my perspective. What they said was that, I really cannot control what's going to happen. No matter how tight I am towards my plans for them, for my kids, or how protective I am, I can never control what's going to happen. But God can. And that I have to remember that God loves them even more than I do. 
and always remember that all things work for the good of those who believe in Him. That's from Romans 8.28. And I will always remember that each time I feel fear or what's going to happen to my kids if I leave him to someone else, what's going to happen to my son if I'm going to do something for an hour and he's going to go outside and play and someone else is looking after him, not me. I always remember this. And you know, each time I feel fearful or I feel scared or having doubts, like say for example, my my son wants to go out and I cannot accompany him because I need to be in a meeting or I need to be in a presentation and then I have to leave him to someone else because he wants to play outside. And each time there are so many worse things running through my mind like he might get hurt or he might encounter someone and he, he might hurt my son or something like that but every time i have those thoughts i will always go back to lord i trust in you completely i surrender my son to you he is also your son all of those thoughts and it kind of relieves me you know the fear just goes away so how do you overcome fear i've already said it it's really pray. Pray all the time. Pray to relieve ourselves of fear and control. Pray that our hearts will be released all sorts of control and that we will learn to trust in God completely. Yes, again, I know it's easier said than done, but it really starts with praying. Okay, the third thought now is the lack of connection. So we are now going to talk about the lack of connection. Most of the time, we feel that intense mom guilt, like, are we doing enough? Or I should have played with him. You know, those thoughts that keep on running in our mind whenever we're working and we're supposed to work. And then we're thinking about, I should have been there for my kids. I should be the one playing with them because I'm not doing enough. I'm not being the best mom to them. I'm not being the fun mom, the playful mom. I'm taking so much time working and all of that. The root cause is really the lack of connection. And hear me out first, okay? I'm not blaming anyone. I too experienced it too, so I'm not condemning you. But it's it's really, think about this. Think about, imagine like our love tanks or it's like a coffee cup, okay? That a coffee cup that we need, we need to fill up with coffee, of course. So we fill it up, up to the brim, you know, when it's already full and then we fully consume it naturally would be full and satisfied but if it's only half full the cup we would go back wanting on some more to pour more in and that goes the same for our love tanks both for us and our kids so if we are spending time with them but we aren't as present we're still thinking about work we're still thinking about who to reach out the clients we need to connect with, the deadlines that we need to to fulfill, and all of that. Holding our phones or watching TV or whatever, then the connection is only half full. We're not giving our 100%. 100%. Both you and your kids will feel like the connection is somehow lacking. Then there's that feeling of, I'm not doing enough, I should be doing more of this. When you are away now from your child, when you're working, you know, those thoughts come in now. 
right? I've also learned that from one of the mompreneurs that I've interviewed. One of her best time management tips is to give it your 100%, whether you're working or whether you're playing time with your kids. Like give it your 100% because if you only give like 80% or 50%, they'd go wanting on some more. They, go, they would go demanding some more time from you. So how to overcome that? How to overcome that lack of connection? These tips that I'll be sharing with you, these are practical tips. So, But if you have tips also, do share it with me and so I can feature it in the next episodes as well. Alright, so the very first tip for you know, to overcome the lack of connection is in the conversation starters. Okay, so how do we start the conversations between our kids? I would like to say that connect with statements and not just plain questions because the tendency for working, if you're busy, the tendency we just regularly or routinely ask them how their day went, what did they learn in school, and that's the only thing that we ask. But then somehow, some kids react like more on a routine way or like a monotonous way as well. So if you want to immediately connect with your child, the easiest way is to actually make a comment. Make a comment and not a question. Make a comment on whatever it is they're working on or they're interested on. If you're talking to your toddler who can already understand, oh, you have a yellow bus in your head. Noting that they're already there playing with the yellow bus at that moment and you are commenting or offering them a statement of whatever it is they're interested on. Or you can say, I like that book you're reading. The pictures look interesting, right? Or you're eating an apple. It looks like it tastes good. It's really a good communication starter. You can try that. I've tried it with my with my firstborn. And well, he's naturally talkative, so but so but well, he's naturally talkative. So whenever I ask him a question, he will just say, I will answer you later. I'm still doing something. But whenever I comment on something that he's reading, like say for example, the example I gave earlier on for a wherein I was starting the conversation by saying I like that book you're reading. It looks interesting. The pictures look interesting. And what he usually does was instead of dismissing me, he will tell me a lot of stories about his book, right? What the book was about, what he has read, and so on. So really, it's a good conversation starter. It's a really good communication starter. You can try it and let me know how did that work for you, okay? Right, because once the connection is established, once the conversation or once the communication is flowing and established, the deeper the connection is between you and your your kids. And when that happens, somehow the mom guilt just lessens. Okay, so the second tip that I have for you and how to overcome mom guilt is to put the phone down. <laughs> Okay, okay, mamas, I know that our phones are actually our escape from the quote-unquote reality we're in. Because, well, let's admit it, it's not always fun to talk to our toddlers. It's not always fun to play with our toddlers. And sometimes we do feel like it's a chore. We escape to social media or to our phones 
because somehow that is our connection to ourselves or inner selves or that is our connection to the rest of the world right that is okay here's the thing though if we are with our kids right, we are spent if we are spending time with our kids playing with them or talking to them put the phone down it's not the time to bring up your phone work on something else whenever we have allotted time for them I remember I used to do this with my eldest to the point that he had to ask me to put my phone down whenever he's talking to me or whenever we're playing. And so now I really make it a point that if it's Sunday, I really put my phone down. I don't use my phone. And whenever they're there or whenever I'm with them or playing with them, whenever the time I have allotted is for my kids for it's, or it's mommy time, I really have to put my phone down. Okay, and the third one is have regular individual time. What I mean with this is that have one-on-one -on -one time with each of your children. So if you have three kids, so a lot time with each of them, one-on-one. -on -one. There is also the thing that we call like spending time with all of them. Okay, that's okay. But what I mean here is really spending time getting to know them, getting to know your kids, being with them one-on-one. -on -one. This way, they will feel that they're seen, they're heard, and their mom has time for them. And that's, that really builds connection, you know, the one-on-one the -on -one and really getting down to their level really playing with them, whatever their interest is, it really builds on that connection. And again, if the connection is there, the lesser the mom guilt that we feel. It doesn't have to be like the one day or one whole day or like half a day, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. If that's the, if that's the only time that you can allot for for all your kids, for each of them, then that's okay. You can do a lot in 15 or 30 minutes to an hour. You can do a lot already. You can connect a lot, provided there are no other distractions and you're putting the phone down. The next one is whenever, say, for example, you're working, okay, and you have allotted specific hours for working, whatever time that is for you. So before you do that, before you go and work, explain to your kids first and this is what i do to my kids especially to my son to my firstborn because he already understands what i do is i will talk to him like mommy is going to work for only one hour i'm gonna work on something it is very important that i finish this and after this we will be doing this and that but before or before that before mommy will work let's do this first and once we're done, oh, mommy will go on working. So before you go to do your work, explain to them and spend time with them first. Fill up their love tanks first. Or if you really want not to feel the mom guilt, you can allot your specific working hours during their nap time. Although if your kids are older, I doubt if they nap at all, but... Then, if, if your kids are, you know, younger than five, they do still nap a lot in the afternoon. So you can do that while they're napping. You have one hour or two, perhaps, depends on the napping schedules or the napping time of your kids. If I need to be away, though, for a longer time, 
like I have to fly out of the country or I need to fly out of I don't have a town I again talk to my kids and explain to them why I need to be away and who's gonna be with them and I actually have a list for them the things that they can do or the things that they needed to do before I before I take off or before I before I leave but again before I do that I have to spend uninterrupted time with them first and it's really important to fill up their love tanks first both theirs and yours also the last one is learning to accept that we all have limitations Different situations, different circumstances, different limitations. Example, perhaps some of us really need to work longer working hours or our work requires us to fly to from places to places. And well, we have to accept that. We have to learn to accept that we cannot do everything like the other one, like the other mom or comparing ourselves with other moms. We have different situations, we have different seasons, like I've always said, we have different seasons, different situations, and we have to learn to accept that. In order for us, though, not to feel guilty, example, you need to work longer working hours, you need to be away from your kids, in order for us not to feel guilty, we have to accept that we're doing our best, we're trying our best, and we just have to find ways to fill in that gap of connection more. There you go, mama friends. Those are my tips for you and those are my thoughts for you. The root cause of all our mom guilt and what can we do about it. I hope that this episode has helped you in some way. Let me know which of these struck you the most. Share with me your stories as well. I would really love to hear it. I would really love to connect with you. To do that, just head on to the community so you can join us. How to do that? I'm... I'm attaching a link below and then you can join us also it's a good way to network with other mom printers there so yes mamas i'll see you there hope to see you there again thank you thank you so much for being here i hope to catch you in the next episode until then mamas bye for now love and light always Thank you so much for being here, Mama. And if this gave value to you or has touched you in some ways, please do go to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. You will be blessing me so much. Do also take a screenshot when you do that and tag me at MD in your Instagram story so I can share you in my story too. And perhaps this way, we will be blessing more moms like us. If you also want to be part of the Mompreneur tribe, do head on to Facebook and join the Mompreneur's Made Fulfilled community. I really, really hope to connect with you there. And as always, bring light and love with a fulfilled heart. Until the next one, Mama.